Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals. And let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels. And thank you so much for joining me on another episode of SoCal Sweat. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite passions, and that is weightlifting, resistance training, and specifically to women, females, hence women who lift weights and why women should lift weights. And there are so many reasons as to why this is so important. And there are so many misconceptions as to why women do not want to lift weights. We're not going to get bulky and large like the Incredible Hulk the minute we pick up a weight. I assure you, unless you're on anabolic steroids, let me give you the reasons that there are just so many multiple benefits of why women should lift weights. There are actually eight reasons, and then I will bring in my guest. Number one, you feel powerful and confident. Some women are very scared to go into a gym that they may not know how to adjust the machine or... Maybe using the machine, it's too, it's too heavy and they don't know what to do and they get intimidated by that. But once you learn it and you kill your reps and kill your sets, your confidence just skyrockets. And with the confidence, you look fabulous in a tank top. Maybe you're at the grocery store and someone asks you, oh, I love your shoulders and arms. How do you, how do you get to look like that? And you simply say, I lift. And that could be dumbbells, barbells, resistance bands, kettlebells, what have you. Just anything that's going to empower your muscles and engage your muscles. You will feel more confident and you will feel more powerful. Number two, ladies, you get to eat more carbs. I'm telling you, carbs are, you know, obviously such a feel-good, wonderful source of food. And you need more carbs for lifting because the more intensity of resistance, especially on leg day, the more your body needs those carbs to maintain that muscle mass and get to keep that energy going. So you get to eat more carbs. Woohoo! Number three, weightlifting adds sexy curves. Glutes, legs, calves, arms, shoulders. Show off those jeans and skirts. You can create a tight, lean, sexy body from lifting. Cardio is fantastic. Yoga is fantastic. All of these things are. But when you add any kind of resistance, and again, it could be yoga with your own body weight, all of these things, you will be tighter, leaner, and sexier, and you will feel more powerful and more confident, and you get to eat more carbs. Number four, the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn, and that is lean muscle mass. Your body has to work harder, hence burn more calories to maintain that muscle. You also lose up to 44% more weight than just dieting alone. Imagine you can go to sleep and know that you're burning calories at rest. You're burning fat at rest. Cardio certainly burns the calories, but it does not burn the fat at rest like muscles do. Your metabolism and metabolic rate has increased that burn and that burns that fat more when you sleep. You can increase your metabolism by as much as 15%. And again, you lose up to 44% more weight than just dieting alone. Number five, you lessen your risk of osteoporosis or osteopenia or any of those bone diseases that women tend to get. It's increasing bone density and strength. No fractures and breaks and you look and feel 15 to 20 years younger. The stronger your bones are, the better that that decreases your age 15 to 20 years younger and it's so great for your posture and anti-aging because you get decrepit when you when you get osteoporosis and you're kind of leaning over and and we lose our height you lose the muscle mass so lifting weights tugs on those bones and it makes them stronger number six disease prevention this should be an incentive right here Lifting weights helps to prevent disease. Your risk of everything from cardiovascular disease and obesity type 2 diabetes drops significantly. 
Women who lift weights reduce their type of type 2 diabetes by 30% and their risk of cardiovascular disease by 17%. As you increase lean mass and decrease visceral fat, again, that's the fat that's inside your body that you do not see. Hence, that could be fat around your heart and around your organs. Very, very dangerous fat. And that is called visceral fat. As you increase that lean mass and decrease visceral fat, your risk of hypertension, high blood pressure, and metabolic d disease diminishes. The health benefits even go beyond that since you'll sleep better, enjoy a stress outlet, and achieve other good habits that prevent future disease. And again, it does reduce stress. And number eight, injury resistance. We become more injury prone as we age. Hate to say it, but we do. But it's easy to counteract this risk factor with strength and conditioning and weight training. Women who lift benefit from an increased bone density, lean muscle strength, and neuromuscular coordination, all of which safeguard the body from injury. So those are eight things, and it makes you feel better, makes you feel more powerful and confident. You get to eat more carbs, and you look sexier, I promise you. You are not going to look like that huge bodybuilder. You're going to look like a sexy female that you deserve to, to be and feel. My guest today is Brooke Lanier of Brooke Lanier Fit. She provides simple strategies for men and women to lose fat and gain lean muscle. She's a master coach and trainer, nutritionist, and she's currently pursuing her master's as a registered dietitian. And I can't wait to introduce to you Brooke Lanier of Brooke Lanier Fit. Well, good afternoon in yeah. Salt Lake City, yes. Utah. <laughs> and if you ask her husband, it's Lanier. But if you ask her, it's Lanier yeah. or Lanier. So it's Brooke, L-A-N-I-E-R, and she is a master coach, and she keeps things easy with her fitness with her fitness clients, and she also has a wonderful book called Five Days of Clean Eating. So we'll get into resistance training and weights and why women should lift weights, which is kind of our topic of today. But could you please just give us a little bit of background on your childhood in sports, whether it be dance, the nutrition in the household? How yeah, did you grow I grew up? up, you know... I was never really athletic, but my, my father was always, he's a football coach my whole life, you know, top football, went into top, like high school football. So I was always around sports, but I was never athletic, but I always thought was just like somehow enticed and like, I found it intriguing, like that whole area intriguing, uh, but I'm not that coordinated. Like I'm the person who trips over a soccer ball. And so, <laughs> so, you know, so in, like, I remember what start like sparked it is ninth grade summer. I had a, like, they were doing a summer gym class. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. Like I've always been a person. I'm always super shy, but I always had this feeling like I wanted to push myself out of comfort zones. And so that was always a way to do so. And so I did the summer class, but then nothing ever really came of it until of my young 20s. But, you know, I just was always intrigued with just the wellness side of that I could see like what eating well made me feel or as opposed to like eating like crap. Um, and so that's kind of just how I grew up and kind of came into fitness. But I didn't really take it, like I didn't really take sure. it serious until, you know, my young 20s. Okay. Now, when you went to college, um, and what was the college that you went to? Was it Weber, Weber State? University? Yeah. Weber. Weber State. Okay. Um, did you gain the freshman 15 or did you go through any weird transitions with diet being away from your own? Sure. Household? You know what? It actually was more of like an internal self-confidence kind of thing. You know, like I said, I was always super shy growing up. I was always that girl that was just like, you know, I don't like myself. So why, why would I want to make friends? And so I usually just kept to myself, but when I got into college, you know, you're on your own, you have to really lean on yourself. You have to have yeah. that strength. Yeah. And I did it. And it, I had like lost, I lost 40 pounds, just went under a hundred pounds due to like stress, the way I cope with things. Yeah. Oh, so that's wow. what pushed me into fitness because I was at my lowest, like the way I helped with, dealt with stress, the way I dealt with comparing myself taking responsibility for, you know, other people. And I was in a bad toxic relationship. And so when I finally got to a point where, you know, it was like one of those relationships, like boy chases girl, you know, like girl finally comes back. Okay. Well then they break up again. <laughs> you know, it was great. It's that, it's oh, that yeah. sexy drama that we sometimes <laughs> just 
do. It's the bad boys. Exactly. We get it. I get it. I hear exactly. you, girl. Exactly. <laughs> and then another funny story is we ended up being married now, like 12 years later. But, it, but back then, you know, I got to a point where it's like, you know, what are you doing? Like you, you're losing weight. You lost all muscle mass. You're unhappy. Like, you know, it's funny how you, you get that dopamine of you want to change when you're at hit rock bottom. Absolutely. So that was kind of your, your rock bottom, as you said, and that's with many addicts as well. So that's great because you can, so many people will be able to relate to you on the client side and who hasn't gone through that. Um, How did you get yourself out of the under 100 pounds to being healthy? Was it slowly but surely, or did you just gung ho you wanted it? It was more like gung ho I wanted it because that, like I said, had already kind of been dabbing my feet in fitness I kind of I would kind of go to the gym sometimes but then always something got in the way you know but then when I finally mm. got to rock bottom I was like okay hey, well I got to start somewhere and my brother was actually a vegan bodybuilder and so he kind of influenced me to at least when I had broken up we'd broken up at one point so my brother was like we'll just start coming to the gym with me like let's go rock climbing because it was also at one point like I had a guy who I fell in love with was like broke up with me because he was like you're too emotionally like unstable you know and those things like hurt but you have a moment it's like a turning point of you're like okay well can I let this define me or am I going to move forward you know and so I just used that and I dove right in and I started lifting with my brother and I went you know and I think that's also the year I fell into yoga and I became a yoga instructor because I was just like you know, looking for all tools to just help me get out. Sure. Yeah. That's so great. And I'm so glad your brother came in and I love vegan bodybuilders oh. are so interesting to me. And I know that Mike Tyson even went vegan until he did this like recent fight, but he's been vegan and a lot of NFL yeah. players are vegan and, and a lot of bodybuilders. So I'd, I'd love to talk to your brother and I'm so glad that he was there for you. And, and what a good, besides, you know, getting, getting more fit and getting more muscle tone, it's such a pick me up. It's such a dopamine. It's such a, you know, exercise makes you happy. It's those yeah, endorphins. It's quote, to quote legally blonde exercise <laughs> makes you happy. <laughs> happy exactly. people don't kill people. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so did you start lifting with him? And then that's kind of when you discovered. Sure. Weights. Yeah. And then I, like I said, I moved into more of like the yoga field, but then I wanted more you know, I, I came on this like rush, like I want more, I need more. And so, yeah, I started to, like went to, I changed my degree to nutrition and I went and got my personal training certificate, got a job at a gym as a personal trainer. And then I tried to do my own bikini competition, but that time I was a vegan as well. And so it's like, that's, you know, feeds more into lifting and finding ways of trying to beat the stigma of, well, you can't build weight or build muscle on vegan dieting. And so, yeah. <laughs> you absolutely can. So you did yes, a bikini competition. Yes. And and for the audience that may not know, bikini, there's bodybuilders, there's fitness, there's figure, and bikini is the is the lowest body fat. So it's actually just like, you almost look like a sexy girl on the beach, but you train incessantly. Um, because, and how was that bulking stage for you? Because my best, one of my best friends did a bikini competition. And at one point, she was massive. And then at the end, the water cuts down. So that's got to be hard. And how did you make that transition? Because, you know, people take pictures at their peak and you're on the stage and you're shredded and you're just like, perfect. And how do you go back to normalcy? That kind of, kind of reek on your brain, just going back to more, more, you're not, you know, you're fit, of course, but that is the level that you can't really sustain. And funny, like, and it was really, really hard because at this point in my life, I actually became pregnant right after. So it's like, you know, you go from one physique and trying to maintain that super lean, you know, body. But even from there, like building on that, all that muscle, it you kind of get into this, like this split. Like I felt like my mind was split in two because one, I'm so used to being one way. And then you put on all this muscle mass. And it's like you said, like mentally, you have to get comfortable with you don't see yourself the way others see. So in my head, I was like, you know, big, I had to get comfortable with feeling big, but I wasn't big. (laughs) Yeah. Not at all. And when you cut that water down, you're like, you're like skinny mini with just muscle. 
and people don't people don't understand the process. It is not an easy process. That's so interesting you say that because I interviewed another girl who was obsessed with diet pills and she came off of that, but then she did a bikini competition and she also got pregnant. And she vowed that she would never, but she realized when she was going through the, the competition prep that there were so many crazy people around with diet nutrition that it was not normal and yep. she cut it off. And you see, you see every, all your competitors doing every single trick in the book. I mean, spitting out apples. It's, it's, I've hosted bodybuilding competitions and the things that I've seen, it's, it is fascinating. I love that kind of stuff. But the Germans are back there like spitting out apples in, in a thing just to get that tiny little bit of apple juice from that apple. People don't understand the process, but I commend you for, and I, I you probably were in the, you pr- were probably the most in shape pregnant woman and women probably hated you, you know, at <laughs> you, that point. You would think, but I was one of those girls, I got pregnant during the summer. So I just like water retention just ballooned right up. <laughs> so that's, an, that's another thing. Yeah. It's like, you would like, even as a trainer, and that was another mental one. It's like, even as a trainer, you're like, you would have this idea, like, oh, I'm going to have the fittest, like I'll have an all belly pregnancy. And I'm sure maybe again, like I probably look different than what I, you know, what I saw, but, um, sure. you know, but I, I did, I, I retained a lot of, I went again, I think I gained like almost 50 pounds in my pregnancy. So it's like, you know, trying to go from really small to doing all these not yet physical changes, but just trying to accept the sizes. <laughs> And that, that had to be, that had to wreak havoc on your brain as a woman. Oh, it does. Did it not? Or were you able no, to No, it does because, you know, okay. I'm prone to, you know, I'm not invincible to comparison. You know, I sit there and it's, it's hard to not compare. You see all these other trainers that are fit bodies or like fit pregnancies mm-hmm. and you're like, why, like, what's going on? Like, I'm eating healthy and I'm moving. Like, why am I retaining all this water? You know, but it's at the end of the day, you got to trust the process and just Absolutely. And, you know, even if they look great, they exactly. may not be healthy. And there's a lot of that going on, especially in the fitness world of the professionals. I mean, we are told to diet down like crazy. And a lot of the stuff is we preach lies when we're on the videos of like, this is what we do. No, we don't. We do 8,000 times more than what we say we do. Thanks. It's not this easy. Yeah. So a lot of disorders. So I, I, but that, this just makes you much more empathetic to your clients and a more well-rounded coach. Thanks. And that's wonderful. So we're really here to talk today on the topic of women and resistance training with weights, bands, kettlebells, what have you. What do you think in your, in your clients and what you see of other women? What is the biggest misconception of what women look at as lifting weights? The biggest one is bulky. Like they think they're going to bulk. They think they're going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger you know they're afraid of it's almost like an identity like they're afraid that it will change their identity and and so you just have to that's the main thing that I see that they struggle with it's just that they're afraid that they're gonna get too big but then it's at the same time they don't want to be too small absolutely and I interviewed one girl from American Ninja Warrior and she was, she's just stacked. I mean, she's very, she's, she's a night swimmer. She's a, you know, rock climber and she's built. And she, at one point really wanted to get like more tone, but she realized what she does for a living. Um, even like Ronda Rousey, I think vote, someone had one men's magazine and said that Ronda Rousey, the wrestler was not sexy. And she's like, I am built to be a killer. I don't need to be sexy for the men. You know, it's like sh- these women have built their bodies for that. I mean, look at women that are speed skaters. Their thighs are absolutely massive. So I, I agree with you. I think women think that they're going to look like that, but these women train for that. And there's also certain body types. Like there are some women that just have very untoned legs and no matter how much they do lift, they don't get the tone or they don't get that shape. And I understand where women can come in that way. And I had one friend come to me and she was so upset because she had a guy trainer who was on he had her on so much protein and so many calories and so much weight that she did get bulky. However, as we know, it comes to diet. It comes to dieting down because if we're lifting weights as women and our calories are at bay and we're doing enough cardio, we're not going to bulk. We are simply yeah. going to tone. So is this kind of how you explain that? To oh, definitely. Um, 
because women, we don't have enough testosterone to build the muscle at the, the rate that men do. Unless, I mean, there are some women. Yeah, on anabolic like, yeah, steroids. There's lazy more yeah. testosterone. But, you know, the way that I help my, like, my female clients get comfortable with this is just knowledge. Educating them on the way that building muscle, how it works, how mm-hmm. nutrition comes to play, mm-hmm. and how, um, how much if you, you know, if you are eating in a calorie deficit, and you hear that a lot. But there are many, yes, of course, there's many different factors like your metabolism, your hormones, especially your hormones, you know, but if I just, if I, you know, I, I educate my clients on the process and the science behind it. If you keep it simple, then Mm -hmm. to me, just, there's something about the power behind knowledge. And all they have to do is look at you. And it seems like you practice what you preach and they can see, they can see it um, in the flesh. There was one instance where I think it was Mariah Carey had been on Oprah and she, at one point she had gotten really toned and she said, all I do, she said, all I do is just take a water bottle and I, and I raise it above my shoulder. And so all these women are thinking that's all it took to, and they did not know behind the scenes that she was dieting down like crazy. So there's just a lot of misconceptions with that. And I tell a lot of my friends, like, even if they're home and they, they're afraid of lifting weights. Take a soup, yeah. take soup cans during commercials and just curl and there's everything yes. that you can do. Yes. Well, and then, and then think though, like they need to do the extreme. Like, oh, I have to be working out five to six days a week to be like getting this lean. And it's no, mm-hmm. like when I was prepping for that competition, I worked out four days a week and I did cardio maybe once a week, you know, like you, if you design and that's where sometimes getting a coach, you know, getting that knowledge of if you design your program to your body type, to your lifestyle, mm-hmm you know, you can lift without bulking. And you did just say to your body type and your lifestyle, because one size does not fit all. Everybody is different, completely different body types. And you said the different hormones, different things that that come into play. Um, What if someone is, sometimes there are really, really skinny girls. I'm a former NFL cheerleader and there's a lot, and I am a dancer also in LA. Um, There are so many skinny, skinny dancers but sometimes we call it, and I do model as well. We call it skinny fat, um, like skin, like fat Barbie dolls. Yeah. I call it a selfie. Yep, and and it's extremely doughy, mm-hmm. but they look skinny. So that sometimes doesn't age well because that's another thing I tell women: if the more muscle you have, the better that's mm-hmm. going to age, um, because it not, things aren't going to fall as fast. You're building up that that muscle underneath that that you know the fat and the and surrounding the bone. Um, and that mm-hmm. seems to work to kind of help them. And you look at some of these women that are in there up into their eighties and nineties and yeah. they lift it's, they, they use some kind of resistance. And I feel as if, um, resistance bands, if you will, are a little less t- intimidating to some women. Have you used that? Yeah. Tactic? Yeah. I use, so for instance, I have a client right now who is, she intimidated completely in the fitness realm. And so you know, I worked slowly. We started with body weight and then we moved to resistance bands, you know, just to get her comfortable with feeling stronger, with feeling that extra, you know, strength. And so to me, resistance bands can help with some intimidation, help ease you into. Yeah. And then when you start lifting weights, you're like, oh, that's not much of a dip, like jump from, you know, resistance bands to weights. So. Exactly. But I love that you said you used her own body weight and that's, that's the least of, amount of intimidation of, of all. So, and that's a really good place to start. And we can really do a lot with our own body weights with, with push-ups, And even if you just tighten your muscles and tighten your glutes, that's going to tone you up as well. Um, have you worked with any clients where they've needed to bulk as far as maybe someone recovering from an eating disorder or after a surgery, anything like yes, that? Yes, um, I have, I have, um, you know, and, and again, it, it, it does, there is a mental side to it, you know, getting them comfortable with feeling bigger, like getting them comfortable in their own skin again. And a lot of that is again, education, mm-hmm. like helping them see that working out and eating shouldn't be a chore. It shouldn't be a punishment. And just, if you work on that relationship, and build that strength of a stronger relationship with food and with moving your body, you know? And so that's usually the, the, 
the approach that I take with those kind of clients. And also with those kinds of clients, you have yeah. to add more. Cameras, oh yeah, you correct. And you and so yeah, is that also a trade? It can be, for them? but if you again like start slow, you know, like for instance, I had a client that was eating twelve hundred calories, and they were supposed to be at twenty eight hundred. It's like, okay, well, how do you get someone to go from eating three small meals to that much? So you have to take it one step at a time, even if that means increasing 300 per week, like 300 calories per week, you know, you just take it small and that gradual, even if it takes like four months to get there, but that gradual step snowballs into the bigger, you know, bigger, bigger picture. That's great. And it's a lot yeah. less intimidating. Now let's talk about the importance of bone density for women, especially right. female athletes. I myself have osteopenia. So I'm definitely, I don't understand how I have low, low uh, bone mass when I lift as hard as I do. However, I broke my femur in my arm in January of last year. So I think that's, that's wreaked havoc on it because I can't lift as hard as I normally can. And I still can't mm -hmm. run. So I notice a difference in that, but I lift every single day and do yeah. whatever I can, but it's still taking a lot because it's atrophied like crazy. Um, how do you, do you ever explain that to women? Like the importance of osteoporosis, all of these things that can, that muscle supports and helps decrease Yeah, well, that. and like your hormones play a huge role into this as well. So when you're getting older, you know, we're told our estrogen drops, right? Hello, menopause. And so that's why women are more prone to osteoporosis. And so when you're putting that resistance against your muscle, like your bones, putting that resistance, that, that tug and um, pull on your bones, it actually creates more density and it built makes them stronger. So. And it seems yeah. like it would be the opposite, but you're so right. So that, so again, can you explain that? So the muscle surrounding the bone will kind of jerk it around and pull and push, which makes that makes the, just, the marrow, is it, but just all the calcium, yeah, everything like that. Builds the strength in the, the bones as well as your joints. And so, I mean, if you are training right, if you're training with, yeah, properly, properly, yes. With form, yes. exactly. Now I'm very interested in the fact that you are a nutritionist. Are you an RD not, as well? I am, um, well, I'm taking a pause through COVID, but I was going for, I'm in school currently. Oh, for the master's for, for RD. Yeah. That's fantastic. But as a nutritionist, you can recommend yeah. diet correct. programs, yes. correct? I just can't prescribe to any specific like, diabetes or anything, but I can give suggestions and help guide you to, you know, what, what a proper diet would look like. And you can do obesity. You are allowed to do that. But if they had diabetic, di if they were diabetic, number two per se, you wouldn't be able to prescribe okay interesting so growing up around your brother and then are you a vegan not as well i was for like eight years before i okay. had my son and now i would just say maybe a vegan if you really want to put like a label oh, i'm sure. more, more plant-based sure. but i'm not as like strict as before strict as you were um but if you have those clients that are strict strict vegan how do you incorporate enough calcium for the muscle building with, with in the bone density. Cause I struggle with that sometimes. How do you, what do you recommend for vegans or vegetarians that are so strict on the on calcium, the calcium side? side? That's a really good question. Um, it really, you can get it in through your food. And if you don't get in through your food, you can supplement. Um, but there are like, like for instance, now I'm drawing a blank, nutritional yeast has calcium. Yeah. Yep. That's, well. what, that's what I yeah. take. Exactly. I also beef yeah. up the kale, spinach yes. or anything, but, but at the end of the day, sometimes it doesn't absorb as much. And I think that with calcium, it has to be taken with, I believe a fat soluble yes. as well to really, is it, is it, is it D K. or K? Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's hard to, okay. so for the hard listeners to remember, out there. I believe it's K that helps D and then calcium that helps K. Okay. So let's, let's, um, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to look that up and then just talk about that for the listeners. Cause it's an important thing. Um, yeah, because I think more and more become people are becoming plant-based and that if they don't eat enough kale and some people go into it just for the love of animals and they don't like vegetables. So you're already yeah. missing some of these things. And a lot of, I've 
met a lot of vegans that only yeah. eat carbs. So it's like, you know, you're not getting, and they're really overweight. So it's like, people don't do things no, correctly sometimes, they don't. but, but again, it's like, Ill, you know, you need to be able to do your research, like figure out and exactly. don't be afraid to go to the doctors and get like your vitamin levels checked because, you know, I used to do all the time and you, that's when you might want to supplement. If you're not getting what in, what's in your whole foods, then you can probably turn to supplements. Mm-hmm. But like, for instance, I have a, uh, a good friend that I train with her now she has PCOS and she's vegan but she would have like so much carbs and carbs aren't bad like they're you need carbs you need carbs to fill your your brain but because she's PCOS she has insulin resistance so it's like okay well I have to educate her on okay how can we be vegan but low carb also get enough protein and calcium and <laughs> so it's and as you probably know, there is a specific PCOS yeah. diet for those that mm-hmm. suffer from that. And it loves yeah, love, sugar, yes. just like cancer, loves sugar. And um, I think the PCOS diet is very blaze- just based on like almost Mediterranean and, and a whole 30 type of mm-hmm. type of diet. So oh, it, has she seen oh, improvements, yeah. I hope? She's lost um, almost 12 pounds now, now that we've been more on like a higher fat, higher protein diet for her. Um, but again, like it takes strategic, like just to be strategic and it has to be sustainable. So, you know, I was just trying to find her like alternatives. And a lot of people are very into, it has to taste good. It has to taste good. And it's like, well, when you get really strict, as we know, if you're, if you're competing or you're like in the spotlight all the time, sometimes you just got to suck it up. Some of these things aren't going to taste good and you just got to like right. figure out your battles. Well, I'm a huge so. opportunist though. And I think that's what helps me is because if I'm like, I don't like the way this tastes, then there's ways to make it taste good and still help. Absolutely. There are so many spices yeah. and tricks and oh, I live by that. I, I, I tell people, give me your favorite junk food. I'll go. figure out a way and I'll, I'll give it back to you. Um, so yo, know, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. I'll, I'll put some notes in the PC in the notes on the PCOS diet to help women that do um, suffer yeah. from that. Now, what if you, a lot of overweight women do not want to lift, or I, I see a lot of male trainers and I'm not ripping on the males whatsoever, but they're obviously very gung-ho weights. And sometimes I see these male trainers putting a very obese woman mm-hmm. on weights right away. And then she's just kind of like, well, I don't want to bulk anymore than I do. Do you think that's a good idea? Because I guess you, I mean, that definitely burns a lot of calories and increases muscle tone, but there's gotta be cardio with yeah. that. They actually like really keep it simple is that when you have someone who's been sedentary like that and hasn't moved and you all of a sudden put them on that much resistance, not only is it hard, you know, it's hard on their ligaments. It's hard on, again, their bones, like it'll cause more injury and damage than good. And it also affects their hormones. Mm -hmm. Like that's why, like, you know, you got to be good with that's why I start with my clients mostly with like body weight and then we work our way up there because you want to build that strength first before you know I guess a good analogy would be you don't start your car from zero to 60 when your car has been so sedentary and just sitting there just I do unfortunately (laughs) right you're like not trying but like oh yeah like it slowly gradually gets up to 60 even though even though it may like the time process is fast or not it still gradually goes up to that. And the same idea is like your body. Like you want to take the steps it needs to, to build your strength and you'll get there. Like I have a couple of clients that, especially with plyo, I've seen some trainers and maybe it's like ill awareness, but some trainers will have their clients for like 200, 300 pounds do plyos, like jumping on a box. And that much pressure can cause a lot of injury. And I think a lot of it too is, maybe the impatience, like you have this focus, you want to lose the weight so bad. You don't want to take the the time to take these small steps that will get you there. But CrossFit is not, not the answer. I mean, even, even for like normal people, CrossFit is, it's a wonderful program and it's gotten a lot of people into lifting and competition, but it's not good for the body. And and I'm, I'm certified in functional strength and conditioning and functional is functional. Like it's, it's, you're putting your, yes. putting your groceries in the trunk you're lifting to be able to yep, do everyday exactly. movements and and that is most of the clientele I mean some people have a dream clientele of like athletes or some or certain things like that but 
most of the clientele are normal people that need the normal ways of movement and kinesiology. So yeah, I, I just, I fear for someone overweight on a, on a plank and doing all these things and jump squats. That's just, and, and that can't be good for them either. And I talked to a massage therapist one time who said that she has to massage people that are very overweight in a much different way because they're very mm-hmm. sore. Like we have hard muscle and bone, but it's, it's, there's like nerve endings where they, they can't be touched very, very mm-hmm. hard. So I found that to be interesting. interesting. So weights, weights might really hurt. Them. Like you said, it hurts the bones <laughs> and ligaments. Um, but I, sh- I certainly wouldn't want anyone to be intimidated in, in that no. state either. They should be happy and gradual yeah. processes. Um, another misconception is like, I have brought girlfriends into the weight room because they're like, oh gosh, how aren't you intimidated by all the guys? Not at all. I, and like you, I grew up around, um, my father was a football coach as well and he's well published and it's, it's, it's cool the the parallels we have. And my mom is an athlete and, um, I was always exposed to that. And I, the smell of a locker room to this day is the most wonderful smell in the world. I love the smell of icy hot and like yeah. weights and like old wrestling uniforms and, and, and the mats. It's just a wonderful yeah. smell to me and the icy hot and the Sharpies Funny and everything like that. that um, so I like grew up in the weight room with in following my dad around like a, like a yeah. pesky little brat. Um, shoot. Uh, but so I never have been, but I do understand women going in there and then the guys are grunting and showing off. I myself like to go to the gay gold's gym in Hollywood because guys don't hit on you and they're massive. They're like massive bodybuilders, but they're quite effeminate, you know, it's, it's, it's great. But, but I always recommend that to women. Like if you're scared of the guys or, you know, don't want to be around or, or you're self-conscious, go to a place like that. Look at your gyms. Um, LA just opened the gyms on Monday at Yay. 25% capacity. It's a start. So, That's good. Yeah. That's exciting. Exactly. You know, I, so how do you, how do you deal with that? If you've you seen know, that and before? a lot of it is like, they're more afraid that they're being watched. You know, it's a self-confidence yep. thing. It's a body image kind of thing. You're, you're more afraid that you're being yeah. watched. You don't want to do the wrong, be caught doing the wrong thing. And so again, it's just about just awareness and teaching them that, you know, 90% of those people and maybe a hundred percent of those people in there are too busy watching themselves looking at watching themselves yeah they're not seeing you and a lot of it though is I find my clients find confidence in having a plan you know they know what they're going to be working out it's easier to hurry and just get in there follow your steps and then get out but when you go in and you already don't know what you're doing you know you already are when you're doing something new it just comes with feeling uncomfortable so just yep. acknowledging, like, yeah, acknowledging yeah. that it is exactly. already going to feel uncomfortable will help you to face that fear. I love that you put that on a specific plan, like maybe with some 10 yeah. and 15 pounders versus <laughs> what's a Smith machine? Yeah. What's a, what's this? Like, it, it, and it is. And <laughs> absolutely. And some people can be very um, intimidated by the sounds mm-hmm. and, and just being around that many men, especially if someone had gone through some kind of sexual trauma or things like that. And I'm sure with that, you can bring them into yeah. like the aerobics room and just have them coach yeah. them there. Um, I don't know if curve, that's why the, they just, they um, had produced curves. Remember that gym, I think it was in the eighties yeah. or they um, it was, it was called curves fitness and it was all purple and pink and it was very like women's base. And I found it to be annoying. Cause it's like, don't judge women on like the purple and pink. Cause I, myself, I'm in that weight room <laughs> with the guys, you know what I mean? And, and it's just, and I love when a guy comes over like, do you need a spotter? No, yeah, I know. even though I do, I don't want to admit that I do. I learned, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I learned my fine. lesson with that one. <laughs> yeah. Like dropping it on your face or something. <laughs> so yeah, there are so many, so many, um, misconceptions about women lifting weights, but I, I do think that you sound like the perfect trainer for that. So again, just, just to reiterate, we talk about, and, and I think that the final thing that I, I want to go over is women don't understand that when they have this muscle on them, that's when you get a really mm-hmm. sexy body, you get the curvature of the butt, you get the curvature mm-hmm. of the thighs. Otherwise you're just, unless you have that naturally, that will build, you know, you can build those glutes. You can build that butt if you want a big round butt. 
And that's all weights. Well, in the verbiage is like they say, oh, I want to tone up. Well, what is toning? Toning is lean muscle. <laughs> so you have yeah. to have that lean muscle in order to look toned. So, yeah. and the only way to get that lean muscle is to lift. But that is a magic word when you say toned muscle, lean muscle, because that means muscle with the, the yeah. diet that's going to not filter all that fat. And there's also, we burn more fat and calories at rest, the more muscle we have on our bodies. And I, I tell women that too. I'm like, Hey, you can sit longer and know that you're burning more calories. You're burning more calories in your sleep because of your muscle that? I mass. think your resting metabolic, metabolic rate increases by 5% when you lift. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. And burn more calories at rest. Um, again, it, it makes you have a sexier look, but as you said, it is a lean, yeah. lean muscle. Again, has Absolutely. to do with diet. Yes. Very important. Yep. So wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I hope that some women get some, some good, good tips on lifting. And also how young would you start? Like, let's just say you're working yeah. with kids. Would you put a little girl I mean, or maybe middle school? What would be the magic maybe magic age to start someone in resistance training besides that show where it's like, what is it called? Um, obsessed where the, there's a, a baby bodybuilder. Oh, He's like no. seven and he like, <laughs> yeah, it's like obsessive parents. I'm like, Oh my God, that's going to stunt his growth. I mean, they have him on like a horrible amounts of creatine oh, no. and I just can't, I don't, that's very safe. You know, and, and so, I hear that you hear the, you know, the back end of that is like, oh, well, they're still growing. They have their growth platelets. Like you're going to stun their growth. And, you know, and, and like a lot of research shows that by seven years old, they're okay to lift as long as it's properly. And they're not doing like extreme, anything that's like extreme against their body. But I mean, mm -hmm. I've had clients as young as 12 years old. And so it just really depends on the situation. And if a lot of sure. kids are able to play sports by like three right and so if you put weightlifting hand in hand to go help them with their sports so you, I would say start by seven or eight I mean I had a client that was started at 12 but we designed his training to help him with karate so. that's fantastic and plus I mean little kids are lifting yes. up their trikes and throwing them around right. so they're already and that would be functional. That would be functional <laughs> fitness. You have to be able to throw a trike. That right. is an absolute must for three-year-olds. Right, exactly. There you go. I mean, my son, my son's two to. and a half, and he'll do working out with me. He tries squats and planks and stuff. So it's like, if you if you embody so that and cute. it's the example for them, like they're gonna want to lift with you. You can't, you know. So, so yeah, I, I think definitely. about seven if done properly. And it makes them less intimidated for the future. And they would want to maintain that. If they start young, they're going to have that longevity exactly. all, all their exactly. lives. So and that's, I feel like for girls fantastic. around that age is usually when you start noticing like you're different, your body changes are different. And to me, lifting helps bring that strength. Like you feel strong on the inside and out. You do. You really do. And it's very empowering. Um, can you tell me, have you ever had women on creatine that have wanted to bulk or build or excessive amounts of protein. Cause I just heard in a podcast, I think it was the, the, the body pump or a mind pump podcast that, that women should be on creatine. And I wasn't sure if that was proper and kosher. I, what the do you think? that I say about supplements is if you're not getting it in your whole foods, then look maybe into mm -hmm. supplementing and creatine. Creatine is in red meat. And yes, you don't want to be sitting there eating a ton of red meat because that's also hard on the heart. But um, right. if you are looking to maybe in like if you have like a vegan diet, looking into creatine can help you build muscle. But there also is, you know, the other side of creatine has you retain some water weight. So you feel a little puffy, but there, if you drink more water, yeah. but it's not, no, it's not a necessity to need like to have to have it in order to build muscle it's just again if you're not getting it in your whole foods in your diet you know it could be it could yeah. be some help like I I did it at one point tried some creatine can you can you wish to share was it did you um did it induce constipation because it seems like it would be a very heavy thing for the body 
um, for a woman? If I, if you drink enough water with it, then yeah, it helps. And, and then enough fiber, so much yeah, fiber if you're eating enough fiber, too. again, like if yeah. your diet is on point and you're not relying on the creatine, like, then you should be fine. Mm-hmm. You should be okay. Very interesting. And what about excessive amounts of protein powder? Because I see some women going into the store and buying like all this protein powder. I'm like, that is just, that's still calories. Yeah. That's, that's going to add bulk of mm-hmm. the wrong kind, unless you're really adding a lot of cardio and so lifting I, with that. I'm sorry. I, just, I actually your clients no, that go ahead. if you want, like, if you're not getting it in your whole foods, if you're not getting enough protein in your in the meals you're eating mm-hmm. every day, then maybe we can look into supplementation of a protein powder. But again, you want to look at, there's tons out there. So it's like, what do you choose from? Like you said, it's extra calories, you know, extra fillers in those. And, you know, if you look, if you're just looking alone to increase that protein, because you can't fit in, it, fit it in with your foods, then look into a protein isolate. Look at one that is easier to digest. Um, but they have like protein meal replacements, you know, and if you're looking to like, if you can't eat breakfast in the mornings, then maybe looking into a meal, like protein meal replacement in a shake to help quick go, you know, get that in. And Brooke, on that, would you recommend for women, I guess, I guess, again, no size fits all, but would you recommend soy over whey over egg like how would you, what is the best protein do you think for yeah, women's so bodies it really just depends on like your digestive health you know because whey can be hard on your digestion so too much whey um, is harder to digest if someone has a sensitive digestion then i would say okay let's look at maybe something more that's pea protein or you know something that's softer or hemp protein um so it really just depends on the person, I would say, and like the health of their digestion, digestive system. Sure. But I feel like a lot of people go to protein bars because oh, yeah. it tastes like a candy bar. I mean, look at the wonderful flavors out there, but they're like 230 yeah. calories. And like you said, it's yeah. full of fillers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, and I get it, but there are, and I, you know, don't want to like, badmouth any other trainers but there are some ill-educated trainers who like may know like this is the protein that works for them but they don't have enough knowledge in the background in nutrition to understand how to increase that protein for their clients and so it is it like protein powders and protein bars in my opinion can be an easy way out can be easy just to grab Mm -hmm. a few protein bars just to meet that protein quote quota but it may not always be the best solution because you might as well eat a candy bar. I mean, some of these brands are yeah. just, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And there's also, I've, I've looked at the back of some of these uh, protein powder cans and it's a lie. It'll say it's pea protein. It is maybe 2% pea protein and the rest is all whey. And it's yeah. like, that's a lie. Yeah. That's a major lie. Um, on top of just any, for, but if people do do protein shakes, I did hear a little tip that whey protein is much better with the chocolates and the in the peanut butter flavors and that the pea protein is much better for the, the fruits. Like if you're going to do a fruit protein shake, it's that. So yeah, I thought that was interesting because it mixes better with the, with the um, textures and things like that. So, well, thank you so much. And how can we, um, I want to ask you how, um, what was your favorite cheat food? If you can call, I don't know if you call it a cheat food, your most, your favorite indulgence during the pandemic. Is there anything that you had like, Oh, had to have. (laughs) You know, um, that's hard to say because I've always allowed myself to just eat if I wanted to, but I think when the stores became so bare, my dad and I both, we just wanted to eat like comfort foods, like pastas and mashed potatoes and chicken, you know? (laughs) So we went for our comfort foods and learned all the learned ways that we can make Italian food and learn all the ways that we can make chicken and potatoes. <laughs> sure. And you can do it in a healthy way as well. But yeah, I, that I've asked every person I've interviewed and the most popular has been the chocolate oh, peanut butter, really? which is peanut butter puff, or cups. <laughs> yep. As well as a lot of um, odd ones, like it would be a certain Indian masala from a certain restaurant that wasn't even open, but they did like a back door for him because he had to have his masala. Yeah, it was just, it was really interesting to hear all the different, um, different yeah. craving. Um, some, one woman had chocolates from London 
shipped in all the time because she was British and just couldn't oh, live without awesome. them. That's funny. <laughs> so, well, I, I love cooking, so I think I was just more of like anything that I could just learn to the time. <laughs> Savory. Sure. Oh, that's your lucky son and husband. And how can we support you? And I know that you're going back to your master's in RD, which I congratulate you. That's a, that's a wonderful degree. And people that don't know, a registered dietitian is it's a lot, a lot of schooling, a lot of chemistry, and it's difficult. Yeah. So, so once once things kind of get more in place with my business in this pandemic, yeah, we'll be going head on, head strong in there. <laughs> I'm excited for you. That's wonderful. Anything that we can, you know, we can support you on specifically, um, maybe talk about your book or, you know, what, what would be a great offer for Yeah, no, I totally appreciate that. And I would just say right now, I'm in the mode of just building my business and, you know, increasing my reach to help educate overwhelmed and, you know, beginner lifters or even just people who are just wanting that lifestyle change and don't know where to start or tired of going from challenge to challenge and they're wanting to just focus on the practices and habits that they need to lead their own sustainable healthy lifestyle. And I think you're going to have a lot more coming out of the pandemic because people either got hot or not so yeah. hot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or alcoholics. Well, thank you so much, Brooke. And I will put all of your um, notes and all your links in the podcast. And it's been well, such thank a pleasure. You so much. I really appreciate it. And that was Brooke Lanier Fit. You can find her on Instagram at Brooke Lanier Fit, on LinkedIn as Brooke Lanier, and on Facebook groups as Simple Nutrition and Fitness Strategies for Men and Women. And I hope many of you found inspiration in adding resistance training to your regimen to make you look and feel better for life. We appreciate you for listening, and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels or at Ann McDaniels Actress. And I'll see you next time on So Cow Sweat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.